From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the results of Wisconsin's presidential primary, state Supreme Court race, and spring local elections will be released later today under unprecedented circumstances related to the coronavirus. It won't be your typical election night with victory gatherings and supporters watching returns come in over the course of a few hours. So what are you hearing about how the results will be revealed? What do you think this will look like? Well, the Elections Commission uh, on Friday last week basically told clerks to treat 4 p.m. Monday as they would 8 p.m. on Election Day. What I mean by that is that so they could get things in order, get prepared. You know, the people voted in, in person last week at ballots ran through machines, but they can't actually tabulate anything until that deadline is lifted. So it just kind of starts to clock on Election Day a little bit earlier for in terms of the count. So we'll see returns start rolling in sometime after 4 o'clock today and then kind of go from there. It's going to be unique, to say the least. But other than that, it's just going to be a uh, kind of watching – where turnout was high, uh, and what that what drove that, if it was because of the presidential primary for Democrats or something else. And then, you know, we also have these issues with some of the absentee ballots that how many of these ballots are going to be rejected because they didn't have the proper postmark or there was some other issue with them. That's just something to really watch, especially these races are close uh, at the end, end of today. As you were mentioning, hundreds of absentee ballots were reportedly received in city clerk's offices after April 7th, but had no postmark or an ambiguous-looking postmark. What do you think will happen here? Well, one thing I kind of heard from uh, lawyers last week was there were a number of ways or reasons you could cite to file a lawsuit in this case or in this election to challenge the results. The question kind of becomes, are there enough problematic ballots that if you went to court, it would change the results? So let's say Supreme Court race. Let's just pull number out of thin air. Let's say that the spread is 30,000 votes after the count is done today. If there are 10,000 problematic absentee ballots, that's not going to change the results of the election. So I'm not sure how, how motivated people might be to file a lawsuit. But if it's a you know 3,000-vote race or 4,000-vote race and there are 6,000 problematic ballots, that, that's a different story. So it's kind of a wait and see right now to see what the – results look like in these races, and then two, how many problematic ballots are out there and where we go from there. Also, in-person voting was held last Tuesday, April 7th, despite efforts to stop it. We saw thousands of people standing in long lines at some locations, unable to really practice social distancing. Some people fear there will be a surge in cases because of it. Do you think that'll happen? And if so, would there be lawsuits? You know, anything is possible. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I hesitate to make any projections about what uh, could happen as a result of how the election was conducted last week. But definitely, that was your concern was that you're going to congregate people in a um, confined area and possibly increase your chance of exposure. Now, for the most part, if you went to a Madison, for example, or some other communities around Wisconsin, they didn't have the long lines outside of polling places because, like, Madison went from, I think, 90-some polling places. They only went down to 66 whereas Milwaukee went from like 180 down to five. You saw the long lines in Milwaukee. Green Bay went from 30-some down to two. That exacerbated the problem. Now, these local officials who made those decisions, you know, they're making it based off their fears of, you know, losing 
poll workers, if they could even, you know, pull this off. But in the end, there were enough people to go around with the National Guard pitching in. And those decisions, in retrospect, exacerbated the problem. So it really is especially a Milwaukee issue because that is one of the hot spots. So what, how, how will what happened with, with elections conducted, how will that impact the fight against COVID-19 and new cases? I don't know, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Governor Evers late last week said he's thinking about conducting mail-in-only balloting for the special election on May 12th in the congressional race to replace Sean Duffy. Is that something the legislature would have to approve? Well, his legal counsel in this call on Friday suggested that the governor set the election date once, that he has the power to move it. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how accurate that is, but it could lead to more legal action. Um, I get the impression there are some people who are chomping the bit, start challenging some of the governor's powers in this uh, pandemic to see the extent of what he can do. But it is his power under state law to call special elections and set the dates. I just don't know how it would play out if he was able to change that date um, because we're coming up on May 12th in short order, a little bit less than a month, and that's going to be another test. You know, how is that going to play out? Um, we've already had absentee ballots have been sent out, I believe, for that race. So how is it all going to play out? I, I don't know right now, but keep an eye on that because it's going to be the next test ahead of this fall. And at least the bigger question of, okay, when's it going to be safe to conduct elections what we normally have, or is it going to be safe at all? Is this going to impact the August election and November election? Keep watching that issue. That leads me to my next question. Democrats in the state legislature introduced a proposal last week that would require all-male elections for the rest of 2020, including for the November presidential election. Wisconsin is one of three states that tipped the scale to Republican Donald Trump in 2016. Is this idea going anywhere? Likely not. Republicans haven't expressed an interest in it so far. Now, I mean, never say never. Uh, If things get worse keep an eye on that. But right now, the impression I've got is that Republicans are not interested in moving to a mail-in election. Uh, They want to keep having in-person voting as an option. They are already some Republicans talking about, okay, when are we going to start reopening the state and getting back to business, that there's a sense among some in Republican circles that they've, they're starting to feel like they've had enough and they want to get back to normal. So I don't know that they would be embracing an idea of overhauling the entire election process this fall. Uh, in light of that, two, there is a sense that the more people who vote, the easier it is, the more better it is for Democrats, that Republicans generally are more motivated to turn out uh, on election day. So it's to their benefit to have people who are really engaged voting versus everybody gets a ballot who's a registered voter and gets to mail one in. Not to mention the concern voters have raised about potentials for fraud and those kinds of things. And finally, the state assembly is going into extraordinary session tomorrow to take up a coronavirus stimulus package for Wisconsin. Republican leaders have reportedly negotiated with Democratic Governor Tony Evers on a sweeping bill designed to supplement a $2.3 billion federal aid package. What's all in this bill, and do you think things will go smoothly? Well, there was an overview of an early Republican proposal released um, kind of early last week. That did not go over well with the governor. It included giving joint finance committees sweeping new powers to cut state spending. Um, That apparently has been pulled from the document, but last I had checked late last week, there are still negotiations going on between GOP lawmakers and Democratic lawmakers trying to reach a deal on something that would be bipartisan and would kind of fly through both chambers, realizing that it doesn't really help anybody right now to have a partisan bill that that gets shot down by one side or the other because that we're not going to get anything done, that we're facing some deadlines 
for example, to change eligibility for the Medicaid program to capture more federal dollars. We're also, you know, trying to, uh, our lawmakers on both sides want to change a state law on a one-week waiting period to collect unemployment. The faster they get that done, the faster people have lost their jobs because they start collecting extra unemployment. So there's becoming a time crunch, and they don't want this to be slowed down. They also know that they have to get something done that both sides can buy into, maybe not fully be happy with, but at least buy into. Otherwise, it could delay things even more. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.